It barely missed election night, but the East Coast of America is once again bracing itself for a storm. Hurricane Nicole in the southeast, another round of brutal cold in the north. Daily, it seems like one thing after another. A hurricane already ripped through Florida and the southeast in September. Hurricane Ian came through, devastating the state of Florida and moving as far north as the Carolinas before losing steam. Now a second hurricane, Nicole. And we are all hoping this doesn't turn into a cataclysmic season. Meanwhile, it keeps getting colder. The entire U.S., even into Canada, facing record lows recently. What does Jack Frost have in store this winter? The book of Job is clear. The Lord sends rain, he sends thunder, he sends snow. We aren't sure why he orchestrates the weather like he does, but in the face of Christ, we find our Savior. He weathered the storm for us. Hide in him, and we will be safe. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And today we're continuing a series this week called Our Pilgrim Life. Have you ever been waiting for something and forgotten what you were waiting for? It's happened to me at the movie theater after sitting through 10 previews. I then had to turn to my wife and ask, what movie are we seeing today? Sometimes the Christian life can feel this way. We know we're waiting for the return of Christ, but sometimes we can get caught up in our daily lives. We can forget we're actually waiting for the very real Jesus. We're waiting for our Savior to come and give us complete rest away from our sins forever. But the day-to-day lives we live can still be a burden. What are we to do? Well, we need to go to Jesus every day. He's the one who says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So stay with me, and we will remember Jesus and his all-powerful love. And thinking about burdens... That's exactly what the main character in John Bunyan's classic story called Pilgrim's Progress had. A great big burden on his back. In fact, in real life, it was an anvil, about 60 pounds. And as you read this story, you see how Jesus removes this burden and leads him on a great adventure towards the celestial kingdom. Tyler Van Haltren has been with us all week, and he's written a modern adaptation of Bunyan's epic story called Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. And I asked him why he created this book series. The power of books to reach lives and to reach into homes and speak to hearts. And that excites me, the idea of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey going out to to many homes being read to children and them hearing the gospel, some for the first time and some in a fresh way. After the program, I'm going to share the boxed set that Tyler has created featuring the storybooks based on Bunyan's works called Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Part 1, and the brand new Part 2. If you got Part 1 from us last year, you can just ask for Part 2. But the boxed set is so well done. Hardback, gold foil stamping, brilliant illustrations, all in a keepsake slipcase. Young and old will treasure this set as we follow Jesus. After the program, call us for one or even more sets to give away for Christmas. Call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 
65 Haven. Or go online. There you can watch the video that Tyler and I shot in England as we walked in the footsteps of Bunyan. And listen to the full interview on our Great Stories podcast. And then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now let's open the program with a song by Pat Barrett. Daily, daily I surrender Grace for today is all that I need Surprised by your mercy that's new every morning Awaken my soul to sing Oh, awaken my soul to sing I will trust Today in a program called Our Pilgrim Life, I'm Charles Morris, opening with Morning by Morning, I Will Trust by Pat Barrett. And I want to thank you so much for taking a little time out of what is a probably very busy day for you 
to meet up with me. One thing I love about John Bunyan's classic work, Pilgrim's Progress, is that it was written to help every Christian everywhere navigate the paths of life on our way to the Lord's celestial city. Throughout the book, Christian meets all kinds of people and faces all kinds of obstacles. And in this story, you can find yourself. You walk one step at a time. And yes, sometimes you're going to slip backwards, but the Lord is with you. And his spirit faithfully brings you along making progress day by day. Now that's how the apostle Paul put it. He said, we are being renewed day by day. The old man, as he put it, is slowly fading away. The new man, our new identity in Christ, is slowly becoming more and more how we live and how we act. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And the Christian life is slowly but surely making progress to becoming who we are in Christ. And the Bible describes that as hope. A confident, steadfast faith, knowing what we will have in the end, and choosing to embrace Christ day by day as we wait for that final day to come. What are we waiting for? That's the question. And in many ways, the answer is pretty easy. We're waiting for Jesus. We're waiting for our salvation to be complete. But what does that really mean? Too often, especially we Christians, can get locked into ways of speaking to each other that sound good, maybe even encouraging. But if we're honest, we don't really know what we're saying. Even worse, many times what we say doesn't make its way into our hearts to change the way we live our lives here and now. But the gospel of Christ is more than just something we say to each other. It's an historical reality. It's something we have to respond to. In the second volume of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, there's a scene that helps us understand the power of the gospel for our everyday living. Listen with me as the little pilgrims arrive at the place of deliverance. When they approached the place of deliverance, Great Heart said, This is where the king's son offered his life for you and for all little pilgrims. Because he never sinned, he can cover all sins. At the cross, you can trade all your imperfection for his perfection and your unrighteousness for his righteousness. He freely offers all of this without a price. When Mercy saw the cross, she was overwhelmed with peace. This whole journey I've been filled with doubt, she said. But now I know for certain the king will let me in. If he gave his own son for me, Will he not also freely give me all things? Always keep your eyes fixed on the cross, Great Heart said. Your journey will be full of difficulties, and your gaze will be drawn to other things. The cross will always lead you home. Was this where Christian's burden fell off? Christiana asked. Why don't we have burdens like him? Every pilgrim's journey leads to the cross, Great Heart said. Some pilgrims carry burdens on their backs, but some carry burdens in their hearts and minds. All burdens can be removed at the cross. Christiana rejoiced. My heart felt so light and glad when Goodwill welcomed us through the narrow gate, but now it feels ten times lighter. Even if the most burdened person in the world came here, 
I'm sure they would find true freedom. If only everyone could come and see this place, Eli said. Even the hardest heart would be melted like wax. Sadly, it is not so, Great Heart said. Many here watched the king's son die. But instead of believing, they mocked him. They shouted, If you're really the king's son, why doesn't he save you? How could they be so cruel? Eli said. They were even worse than that, Great Heart added. They despised and rejected him. They spit on him and said, You are not our king. Yet the king's son didn't return their threats, though he could have called heaven's armies to come free him. He didn't say a word. He went like a sheep to the slaughter. Jude had been standing back, too ashamed even to look at the cross. He asked, How can I know the king did this for me? If he knows every bad thing I've ever done, he'll never let me into his city. Yes, the king knows, Great Heart said. He knows every lie, every angry thought, and every time you've cheated or cursed. But that's why he sent his son. Your sin may be great, but his grace is far greater. Jude knelt before the cross and cried. Have mercy on me, O king, by your unfailing love. Blot out the stain of my sins with your great compassion. That was an excerpt from Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, written by my friend Tyler Van Haltren. The children had arrived at the place of deliverance. The pathway to this place was full of obstacles, full of temptations and enemies. But they finally made it. But there was still a long way to go. But the place of deliverance was an all-important stop on the way. It was the place where they realized just how far the king's son was willing to go for them. When we talk about waiting for Jesus and waiting for salvation, sometimes all this is wishful thinking. We forget the Jesus we are talking about. We forget that we are talking about the Jesus who did not count his equality with God something to be held on to. The Jesus who willingly put on the form of a servant, who became obedient even to the point of death on a cross. This is what the little pilgrims had to learn. Whatever burdens they were carrying, the burdens of their sin, the burdens of past hurts, the burdens of this life, we're all carrying them. And the little pilgrims, and that's what we are too, we need to learn that Jesus' yoke is easy. His burden is light. He told us that. But more than that, just like little Jude in this story that Tyler has, has adapted, we need to learn that Christ is not ashamed to call us his friend. Jude was overwhelmed at his own sinfulness. He didn't think the king could have any grace for him, but he needed to learn that Jesus knew all about his sinfulness and decided to go to the cross. And we need to know this as well. The Lord is not surprised by our sin. He knows all about it, yet he loves us, and he welcomes us into his kingdom, and he does it with open arms. When Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, that wasn't all he said. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I'm the one who will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me in the process 
for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now Jesus knows we're weary. He knows we are burdened. He knows we need rest. So what are we waiting for? We're waiting for Jesus to give us that rest. We're waiting for our burdens to finally fall away in the light of his grace. And Jesus tells us, come to me. So I need to ask you, are you weary today? Are you burdened? Are you heavy laden? More and more I meet Christians who are just flat tired, tired of striving to be holy, tired of the hardships they're having to go through. I meet Christians from all over the world. I met them in England over the past week or so who simply need the Lord's rest. But the good news is Jesus offers us his rest. He says, simply come to me. Just come. He doesn't say you need to put your burden down. He doesn't say you need to start acting better or being better first. He simply says, come, and then you will find rest for your soul. And when we finally do come, we find rest from the need to perform for the Father's love. And we also receive a brand new title, the title of being a child of the King. Listen to how John put it in his first letter. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world doesn't know us is that it didn't know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Well, that's who we are now. We are children of God. If you're a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, he just doesn't give you rest and then send you back out as a day laborer in his kingdom. He gives you rest and then he lavishes his love on you even more. And this love, this new identity creates in you a tremendous hope. So what are you waiting for? You're waiting for the day when we can see him as he is. Yes, we're waiting in hope for the day he will change us to be like him, when our burdens will all totally melt away. This is what we're waiting for. It's called salvation, and it's not just forgiveness of sin. It's not just burdens being made lighter. Salvation, a full acceptance in the presence of the Lord, lavished with his love, adopted as his own children. This is what we wait for in hope. But if you were listening to the passage I just shared from John, it's not a hope that simply sits and does nothing. Hope is not just letting go. It's an active hope. Those who have this hope purify themselves. That's what John said. He means they live their lives as if they were with the Lord even now. So they strive against their own sin. They bring their burdens to him. They focus on helping others and caring for their neighbors. This is what the Christian life is all about. Hope, living in hope, living out of our hope day by day, knowing that the road is long, it's even winding, it's even difficult in which to traverse, but we know that the Lord hasn't left us alone. His Spirit, 
His grace fills us and moves us as we travel. Day by day, we're being renewed in the grace of Christ and strengthened for our journey. So take hope. And in your hope, live your life knowing that the Lord welcomes you, loves you, and calls you his own. We are waiting for salvation. We're waiting for the return of Christ. And that hope that we have radically changes the way we live here and now. Day by day and with each passing moment Strength I find to meet my trials here Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment I've no cause for worry or for fear He whose heart is kind beyond all measure Gives unto each day what he deems best Lovingly it's part of pain and pleasure Mingling toil with peace and Day by day, Norton Hall Band here on this Haven Today. And if you've been listening the last few days, you know, you know, I've been on a bit of a journey myself, walking in the footsteps of John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress. I was in England for over a week, and it's really helped to give me a better understanding of this epic Christian story. New perspectives help one to appreciate and comprehend something better, and that's exactly what my friend Tyler Van Haltren has done with his Little Pilgrim's Big Journey books. They were originally written for kids, 
with their vibrant illustrations and easy-to-understand wording. But much like the Jesus Storybook Bible, we've heard from many big, grown kids like you and me that these books have helped them better understand the story and the message that leads you to Jesus. So, for your minimum gift, or even a a better year-end Christmas gift to Haven today, I want to send you the boxed set of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey 1 and 2. And these hardback, cloth-covered, gold foil stamp books come in a keepsake slipcase. Perfect to give away as a Christmas present for people in your life. But don't forget to make a gift and get one for yourself. And if you get the box set for Christmas, not only is the shipping free, we will include a free code to download the audio version of the book as well. So call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and watch the video we shot in Bunyan's hometown and area around Bedford, England. And there you can make your gift for one or more sets. Haventoday.org. That's Haventoday.org. And please don't forget, you can still offer hope to Ukrainian refugee children. $25 each for a Christmas box filled with things like candy, mittens, books for kids like the Jesus Storybook Bible in the Ukrainian language. Tell us how many Christmas boxes when you call or visit online. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again when on Friday together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. We don't see each other as much anymore. COVID-19 changed things for years. Zoom became a household name. How many of us had ever heard of it before March of 2020? But even before this strange time, we were more isolated than we've been in quite some time. More people are working from home. Many people no longer live in the same town as their families. Screens have replaced faces for many of us. So it is surprising to read this verse in Deuteronomy. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Imagine knowing the Lord face to face. Well, in Jesus Christ, the ultimate prophet, we can and will see his face for eternity. Anchor Devotional is available in print monthly. Visit GetAnchor.com.